0: Greetings in the wonderful name of Jesus. And all of you on Facebook Live, thank you for joining us for Wednesday night prayer, or for Wednesday night Bible study. Uh, this is going to be part two of our end time series. I taught uh, part one back in May, I believe it was. Let's take a moment and pray. Lord, Savior Jesus, thank you for who you are. Thank you for your word, for your spirit. Lord, that you are a revealer of secrets. Help us, Lord, to receive your word with meekness because you have said in your word uh, that you want us to know, you want us to understand. And you've talked about end time, the second time you come, more than the first time you come. We need to know the times that we are in. Help us, Lord, to prepare in Jesus' name. And we thank you and give you the praise amen okay and part one of this bible study we used matthew 24 6 through 8 wars and rumors of wars uh, famines pestilence earthquakes in diverse places we learned that there were 8 million that were killed in world war one 52 million perished in world war ii uh, the socialist movements in China and Russia, another 50 million were murdered. Uh, the concerning viruses and pestilence, World War I's flu pandemic infected one-third of the world's population. An estimated 50 million people died because of that. These things have been part of our world for over 100 years. God looks at time differently than we do. This is the beginning of sorrows. We are focusing on what is going on behind the scenes. Who is being allowed to pull the strings. When you look at Matthew 24 and you come to verse 15 you realize that this is the focus of Jesus' speech. He was talking about the abomination of desolation spoken above by the prophet Daniel. So. Matthew here is quoting from the book of Daniel 9 and 27. And this is the message. Then for one seven, he will forge many and strong alliances, but halfway through the seven, he will banish worship and prayers. At the place of worship, a desecrating obscenity will be set up, and remain until finally the desecrator himself is decisively destroyed. Now, if you remember, the King James Version says week instead of for one seven, and in the midst of a week of the week, rather than halfway through the seven. uh, Now, people infer the seven trumpets, the seven vials, the seven seals, the seven thunders are seven years. the scripture doesn't verify that. Uh, seven is the com- day of completion or that a time of rest. And so you have the seventh day, the seventh year, seven sevens, and finally the 50th Jubilee because of the seven 49 sevens that are go- the go. So this verse of scripture in Daniel is really the only place in the scripture that talks about a seven years concerning the end time, which everybody says is there's a seven year tribulation. Well, this is be the only thing that backed it up. And uh, it just isn't enough. Uh, and isn't it interesting that Satan will be bound for 1000 years. And approximately 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ, the Son, S-U-N, of righteousness that rises with healing in his wings, appeared on the scene. And just 4,000 years before that, if you look at the genealogies through Genesis and such, Adam and Eve were put on the earth. And of course, to have a Sabbath, you need six periods of that same increment. And so I'm just showing you, it's another way of showing you that the time, the last days, the last of the last days are here. If you view that as being accurate in my assessment. But Daniel here does not just talk about seven, but he talks about in the midst of the week. Halfway through the seven. So we're going to look at three and a half years. Uh, as a matter of fact, time, times, and half a time, or in some places the dividing of times. The scripture uses that in Daniel seven twenty five, Daniel twelve and seven, and Revelations twelve and fourteen. Forty two months. 12, 12 and 12 is 36, and 6 is 42. We're talking about three and a half years. It is found in Revelations 11 and 2, and Revelations 13 and 5. 42 months times 30 days is 1,260 1, days. And 1,260 days is found in the scripture in Revelations eleven three, 3, Revelations 12 and 6. All these verses are talking about the end time. He will forge many and strong alliances, but halfway through the seven, he will banish worship and prayers. This reminds me of 1 Thessalonians 5, 2 and 3. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night, for when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail as a woman with a child, and they shall not escape. So the first three and a half years is the promotion of peace. He will forge alliances, then banish worship and prayers. At the place of worship, a desecrating obscenity will be set up and remain. And that reminds me of Second Thessalonians two, three and four. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth himself, opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God a desecrating obscenity will be set up and remain and the desecrator himself is decisively destroyed as you read second Thessalonians 2 you go on in verse 8 and it says and when and then shall that wicked be revealed whom the lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned, who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness." So again, the first three and a half years is the promotion of peace. He will forge alliances, then banish worship and prayers. The last three and a half years, he demands allegiance. They will say peace, then sudden destruction. A desecrating obscenity will be set up and remain until the desecrator is decisively destroyed. Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. So in part one of this Bible study, we learn Satan's agenda to rule the world by uniting the governments, a united nations into one composite beast. This is the rebuilding of the Babel, the new Babel in defiance to God's word, along with removing borders, something God established after Babel. This is the pro globalist agenda, one world government. This government will be submitted and controlled by Satan himself. Wants everyone to look to him for answers look to his government, to be worshiped, to exchange God's word for his doctrines. The laws that are existing, he will want to change them to his way with the support of the masses. And exchange God's word for lies. Satan will work through this political leader called the son of perdition, The man of sin, that wicked one, the little horn, the beast, the Antichrist, who Satan himself empowers as he has done to others in times past. And as a side note, when you see the continuing use of a new vessel by Satan, it answers the matter of futurist, historicist, idealist, and preterist. Satan did use people in the past and they seemingly fulfilled scripture. But he will use a new vessel given the opportunity and do it all over again until God lets him complete the whole task. Satan will influence many gaining power to seize the whole world under his government. The pastor some time ago talked about how that Israel demanded a king which was not God's plan and that we should not look to the government as Israel did, but look to God. The kingdom of God is God's government and it is not this wor- not of this world. However, Satan's government is of this world and is being formed subtly in darkness. But where there is light, the word of God, there is resistance for Satan to accomplish his goals. God's government cannot come about by legislation. People have to give and submit from the heart. Whereas Satan's government demands and wants to control and to legislate. Therefore, Satan's government means more government control. So let God arise in our hearts and let his kingdom come about, his government. We learn from Daniel 7, verses 17 and verse 23, that the beast was defined as a ruler and a nation. And, yep, that's the right one. Therefore, the beast of Revelation is a ruler and a nation, a kingdom, a government. We revealed three nations of Daniel for the 21st century. The nations that will be present, the lion, which is Great Britain, the eagle, which is America that came out of the back of the lion, and the Russian bear, who are separate nations in the book of Daniel, but become united into one in the book of Revelation. Seven heads, 10 horns, the mouth of the lion, the feet of the bear, and the body of a leopard, and the 10 horned beast that we are going to address tonight. We also talked about the probability of this occurring by chance. The probability of the correct animal for these three nations, it is one out of a quintillion, if my math serves me right. That's a lot of billions. That's a billion billions. So can you imagine a billion dollars on a pallet in a warehouse filled with a billion pallets, and you're to go in there and find the one that I've got my initials on? But when you add in those same three countries to the UN being permanent members of the Security Council, then you're looking at something even more unattainable, a septillion. This should make any atheist or agnostic take a step back and reconsider their position. Now let's look at the beasts, the nations of Daniel and the composite beast of Revelations, the United Nations. The man of sin, the Antichrist, the beast, and his government are depicted as warring with the nation Israel. But first, with impressive speech, they will bring a false peace. Zechariah 12 and 3 says, And in that day will I make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people. All that burden themselves with it shall be cut in pieces, though all people of the earth be gathered together against it. That's what's happening now. 8,019 square miles. This little plot of land. About equal to the size of New Jersey. Seven times smaller than Michigan. Just another statistic that should alarm any unbeliever. Because the word of God said this was going to happen to that little plot of land at the end of time. Uh, a, A nation that was expressed in the 50s, a dying nation. Here they are, well and thriving and in their land. America's history tells the world that we have been pro-Israel, while the other members of the UN have oppressed Israel and opposed Israel. UN history has been marked by persistent antagonism toward the Jewish state. The United Nations has passed more resolutions aimed at isolating Israel than resolutions condemning genocide, warfare, human rights violations throughout the world. Evil is at work. In 2018, the UN General assembly passed 21 resolutions condemning Israel and a mere six for the rest of the world. Seven times more than the brutal North Korean dictatorship. November 15, 2018 the UN adopted nine resolutions against, against Israel all the while ignoring human rights against China, Venezuela, Saudi Arabia, Cuba, Turkey, Pakistan, just to name a few. So, you may have said, where is the eagle in the beast of Revelations if it describes the UN? Well, it's right where it's supposed to be. Revelations 12 and 14 talks about the woman Israel. And the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she is nourished for a time, times, and half a time from the face of the serpent. Where we are helping her, the rest of the UN is trying to destroy her. Another fulfillment of scripture. The catastrophes have swept our world and America has contributed to them through various organizations. Not so much our government, but God-principled people. The government assisting them. America, due to the Christian principles that have been ingrained into our culture, has for the most part continued to bless the world in Israel. America has prospered and increased because of these two principles. Out of God's word that we have done. That is if you believe God's word over the world. Give and it shall be given you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. As concerning Israel, and I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. This not only shows us why America is blessed, but it shows us why other countries are cursed. Sin, disobedience to God's word, brings curses. We see it all through the Old Testament. Not because we have stolen from them, but because they have rejected God's Word. America helped rebuild Japan and Germany's economy after World War II. When we could have crushed them, Christian principles produce God's blessing. Satan desires to remove all of God's Word from our thought and promote his lies. Just consider all of the garbage that we see on TV trying to remove the Word of God. Now, continuing with the third beast of Daniel 7, the four-headed leopard, the body in Revelations that is of a, a, a leopard, verse six. After this I beheld and lo, another like a leopard which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl, the beast had also four heads and dominion was given to it. Now, Pastor Irvin Baxter, uh, he, who is deceased, He was quite a man of God. He was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost and has been guided by the Lord, gifted in prophecy. He taught that this is Germany. After seeing Great Britain and the US and Russia in the scriptures, he wondered, what was this four-headed leopard? In the late 60s, he had this experience. He was in a small town in Louisiana where he was holding special services. It was a Monday morning, his day off, and he heard a voice speak to him in his mind telling him to go purchase a paper. He found this, Germany sells leopard tanks to the Netherlands. Then, in 75 he ran across another article, Great Future for the Leopard. Now the US has the F-15 Eagle and Germany has the Leopard tank. This caused him to pursue looking at Germany as the leopard. Speaking of the end of the verse, Dubinian was given to it. Germany instigated three major wars. The Franco-German War in eighteen seventy, World War I, nineteen fourteen to eighteen, Hitler in the Third Reich, World War II, nineteen thirty-nine to nineteen forty five. Newsweek, april 9, nineteen eighty four, had this article, The German Malady. Germans have dominated Europe intellectually, industrially, and militarily. Dominion was given to it. And in Revelations 13.3, And I saw one of the heads as it was wounded unto death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. News commentators describe the wall that separated East and West Germany as a deadly wound. Life magazine, March 29, 1968. The article, three and a half superpowers to rule the world. Where the division that festers like a rusty knife wound must someday be healed. Then USA Today, August 14, 1986. The article, Berlin Wall, West Sombre, East Festive. The 29 mile wound that won't heal. Then Time Magazine, November 20th, 1989, the article Wall of Shame, 1969 to 1989. Deep wound in European civilization, and it is finally gone. Revelation 17 and 10, and there are seven kings. Five are fallen, one is and the other has not yet come, and when he cometh, he must continue a short space. Shows us that that multiple heads indicate the rise and fall of power. Present Germany is the fourth Reich. So with that idea, the rise and fall of Germany's reichs are represented in the number of heads. Many thought that Germany would not be revived because of the wall. And yet, it has survived and prospered the Cold War. Deadly wound has been healed. And that spirit that influenced Hitler, no doubt still influences many of the people in Germany today. What are the four wings of the fowl? France's national emblem is a rooster. The Franco-German alliance produced the EU, the European Union. But remember in our previous lesson we talked about the demonic spirits being able not only to influence many at one time but also looking for a new vessel to influence. Could this be also a representative of China? China is composed of four social classes united in coalition supporting the Communist Party, these four social classes could be the four heads of the leopard. The four wings of the fowl, this Chaldean word is associated with perverseness. And Mao Zedong killed 50 million of his own people to establish his rule over the four classes of people. And dominion. Was given to it. This Chaldean word meaning empire from the word that meant to have mastery, power to bear rule. Communism. Out of Germany came Karl Marx and Frederick Engels' The Communist Manifesto. Marxism, clearly something China has adopted. They have the same, at least similar spirit. And that would mean the fourth UN Security Council member, with only one left. Just another possible view. Another symbol of China is the dragon. The dragon is not found in the book of Daniel, nor identified as a beast in Daniel or Revelations, but as Satan's spirit. China is a nation that is Antichrist. The dragon spirit definitely rules there. Now, this fourth beast, this nation of Daniel, chapter 7, seven-headed and ten-horned beast, described as uniting with the other three to form seven heads, ten horns that opposes Israel. After this, I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, and strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth. It devoured and brake in pieces, and stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. And I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. And behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of man and a mouth speaking great things. This is the kingdom that is made up of more than one king. For the ten horns are ten kings, and this multinational will produce the Antichrist, the little horn. The fifth permanent member of the UN Security Council members is France, the influential creator, along with Germany, of the EU, the European Union. For that reason, I look at this beast as being the EU. Irvin Baxter also believed that the fourth beast is the EU. France being influenced by them and influencing them. The New York Times by Brendan Sims, June 9th, 2013. The Ghost of Europe Past. Cambridge, England. This journalist states that the EU is the Holy Roman Empire. The political commonwealth. This also could be the head that had the deadly wound and was healed. Who would have thought that the Holy Roman Empire would be revived? Besides this article, there are all kinds of symbols that the EU is the Holy Roman Empire. The Charlemagne Prize, the Charlemagne Building, the Charlemagne Coin, the Charlemagne uh, Page. These are all found in present-day EU. Charlemagne was the first king that Pope, the Holy Roman Empire, while Leo, Pope Leo was the Pope, was crowned on December 25th, 800 A.D. Charles, or Charlemagne, also given the same name. So, what about Revelation 17, 9 and 10? And here is a mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth, and There are seven kings, five are fallen, one is, and the other is not yet come. We can see that these seven heads mean more than one thing. Seven mountains, seven kings. Could it be symbolizing more than that? The four beasts of Daniel, the lion, the bear, the four-headed leopard, and a head with Seven heads and ten horns. Totaling seven heads and ten horns when united are, in my view, the four permanent council members of the United Nations opposing Israel. The feet of the bear, the mouth of the lion, the body of the leopard, seven heads and ten horns found in the book of Revelations. Daniel describes the end of time in another area. However, this was not a vision of Daniel's, but a dream of Nebuchadnezzar. The interpretation of Nebuchadnezzar's dreams revealed the world empires, starting with his empire, Babylon, and ending with legs of iron and uh, feet of iron and clay. Thou art this head of gold and after thee shall arise another kingdom inferior to thee and another third kingdom of brass which shall bear rule over all the earth. And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron for as much as iron breaketh in pieces and subdueth all things and as iron that breaketh all these shall it break in pieces and bruise. The New Living Translation says, that kingdom will smash and crush all previous empires just as iron smashes and crushes everything it strikes. Nebuchadnezzar was shown that Babylon would be conquered by the Medes and Persians, the Medes and Persians would be conquered by Greece, and Greece would be conquered by Rome. And keep in mind, we are talking about the fourth beast, the Holy Roman Empire what is now the EU. Consider the similarity of Daniel 7 and 7. Keep in mind, uh, excuse me. It had great iron teeth. It devoured and broke in pieces and stamped the residue of with the feet of it. And it had 10 horns. 10 toes, 10 horns. Matthew Contrino, Uh, wrote this article in January 18th of 2012. Is the European Union a Catholic Plot? Many of the EU's founding fathers were devout Catholics. The dream of a unified Europe has held sway since at least the time of the Roman Empire and as a thoroughly Catholic project since Charlemagne's crown crowning in 800 AD. As the scripture continues, you see the formation of the church state, the Holy Roman Empire, the iron mixed with clay. And whereas thou sawst the feet and toes, part of potter's clay and part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be in it the strength of iron for as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay. And as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of man, but they shall not cleave one to another even as iron is not mixed with clay." This article goes on and says that the EU bureaucrats have become justly notorious for their hostility towards religion, especially Christianity. Uh, Human rights outlawing crucifixes. Refusal to acknowledge the role of Christianity in the making of the uh, Holy Roman Empire. No shortage of examples. For the anti-faith that built the continent, or the faith that built the continent, and the anti-faith that disagrees with it. Indeed, if the Catholic Church was so sure that it would restore the past glories of Christian, that is, Catholic Christendom, Why would Popes John Paul II and Benedict XVI have spent so much time fighting for a revangelizing of the place? They were heavily involved in the UN, or the EU, excuse me. Daniel said, the iron will not mix with the clay. John the Revelator said, about a third woman, the whore that rides the beast in Revelation 17, 16. And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, thee shall hate the whore, and shall make her desolate and naked, and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. This image that Nebuchadnezzar dreamed The image that would be destroyed by the rock, Jesus Christ. The legs that represented Rome were made of iron. The feet and toes were made of the same element along with clay. Clay, when by itself God can mold and shape. But not with iron in it. Symbolizing the Holy Roman Empire, the mix of church and state, the way in which Rome got control of the ancient Rome that we know of. The iron and the clay are still present in Europe, in the European Union. The revived Holy Roman Empire, the ten-horn kingdom of Daniel seven, along with the horror of Revelations that rides the beast is the same clay and iron mix. There are three women in Revelations, the Old Testament church in chapter 12, the New Testament church, the Bride of Christ, chapter 21, and the Whore of Babylon, the false church. They're all women. There's only those three. They all produce Whore and whoredom in the Old Testament was frequently used to express idolatrous practices. I have not found where this was used to describe other countries. But only backslidden, idolatrous Israel, which was the Old Testament church when they departed from God. In verse 1, the Whore of Babylon is called the Great Whore to denote her excessive depravity and artful nature of her idolatry. The girl could not get lots of business unless she was enticing. As she, and she is, dis, is described as sitting on many waters. Which indicates she's on, she's influencing peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. For in Revelation 17 and 15, it says, the waters which thou sawest where the horse sitteth are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. She influences a lot of people, and that's right now. We're in the end times. That's right now. Verse 2 indicates her hold on our world that the leaders and their people are influenced by her. The inhabitants have drunk deep. Her doctrines have a stronghold on the recipients. The doctrines have made them stupid, stumbling, unintelligibly drunk. They cannot see clearly. They cannot walk a straight line. The way of holiness is lost to them. Verse 3, she is not sitting in a fruitful orchard, no real fruit, but in a barren wilderness, her seat is actually on the composite beast. She rides it. She is in agreement with it. The mother Babylon has a seat on it. The whore has birthed abominations that cover our globe. She is the mother of harlots and abominations. When I think of prostituting concerning the church, I get a certain concept of fraudulent preachers and fraudulent Christians. And when I think of abominations in church, I find myself thinking of teachings that are totally contrary to God's Word. Sinful practices that are accepted by people who profess Christianity. And the woman which thou sawest is that great city, this verse 18 of chapter 17, which reigneth over the kings of the earth. Reigneth. Uh, The Greek of that means to have, hold, possession of the mind as well as reigning as a king. And when John penned these words, Rome was in power. And to some degree, Rome is still in power. So let's take a little closer look. There are seven churches in chapters 2 and 3 of Revelations, many with problems. Yet God does not address any of these as a whore. In the Old Testament, Israel is described this way because of turning from God to worship something else. In the New Testament, we find churches turning to another gospel or turning to turning the grace of God into lasciviousness or turning the truth into a lie. Yet, none of these are described as whoring. These actions could be the catalyst to that. But idolatry is the worship of idols or worship of something other than who God is. What is the first commandment? Is it important? The Lord says to his people, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not her plagues. Some of God's people are entangled with the whore and her daughters that are told to vacate, to come out. People that God called His. If you believe Babylon is America, you need to be packing up your bags. But if you believe Babylon is thoughts and doctrines, you need to watch what you believe. Watch what you accept. The book of Romans describes Israel like this. The New Living Translation says it this way, Romans 1 Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious ever-living God, they worship idols. It seems to me that it all starts with people who quit seeking God. Calling on his name. Seeking his face. Prayer is so important. They that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Paul said to the New Testament believers very alarmingly, after I die, corruption is going to come. Acts 20, 29, and 31. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. Therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years I cease not to warn you, every one of you, night and day with tears. Paul said in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 that there would be two things that would happen before the Lord's coming and our gathering to him. Number one, a great falling away. And number two, the man of sin be revealed. I believe the great falling away took place after Paul died. And it crescendoed in 800 AD when the Holy Roman Empire took charge. At that time, there were those who claimed to be Christians changing who God was and what God's church looked like. Babylon had captured the New Testament church. Joel's prophecy began to fulfill in New Testament times. Nowhere in the scripture does the Lord identify himself as a triune God. Trinity Second person. You cannot find this verbiage in the Bible. Yet, the Christian world identifies with these descriptions. Luke 1 and 35. Did you flip that screen? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore... Also, that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son. This is the reason why there is a Son. The only reason. Nowhere does it say that the Son came down from heaven. Jesus said, I came down. But who is he talking about? The man or the God? In the man. The Son. 2 Corinthians 5 and 19, to wit, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. You cannot find God the Son anywhere in the scripture. You can find the Son of God, but not God the Son. If you're a born again Christian, you're a son of God. And it doth not appear what you shall be. So was Jesus. Jesus. But you're not God the Son. And neither was Jesus the Son. <laughs> and I know that probably <laughs> grabbed some of you. But we're talking about the Son here. The human part of Him. Son denotes created, made, begotten. And where there is a begotten, there is a begetter. The Word beget all things. God's terminology is important, not man's. The world has been influenced by doctrines of Satan that Satan wants to promote. Romans one twenty three, and change the glory of the uncorruptible God. Jehovah God said in Isaiah 42 and 8, I am the Lord. That's capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. I am Yahweh or Jehovah, self-existent, eternal. I am the Lord. That is my name. And I will not give my glory to another. And the creator of all things became one of the created and walked among us as the created Son. The father of all things became one of the sons. The only begotten. And walked among us. And we beheld his glory. Isaiah 9 and 6. For unto us a child, a child, a child is born. A son is given. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. The Mighty God. The Everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. So, who is this Jesus? And John 1, 1 through 3. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John is looking at Genesis. God said, and it was. And the same is in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. And the Word was made flesh. And dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as. The only begotten of the father. Full of grace and truth. The begetter. The maker of all things. Became one of the made things. The one who said I won't give my glory to another. Not only is our savior. But he's even our sacrifice now. And according to the King James Version of the Bible, 10th chapter of John, the Good Shepherd, who's leading the sheep, and He's the Lamb of God, that takes away the symbol, so He's being led by the Shepherd, to the door where the High Priest is standing behind the door to offer up the sheep, at the altar, in the temple, that he is, the chief cornerstone of the temple that he is, the light that's in the temple that he is, the the showbread that he is, he said, I won't give my glory to another. There it is. This is who he is. Don't make him something that he isn't. Give God the glory. This whore is a pseudo-Christian religion that has changed the glory of God that has corrupted the doctrine of Christ, that influences peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. Her seat is on the beast. It carries her, guiding her, promoting this one world babble, helping things to be put in place for this the Antichrist. Remember Revelation 18.4, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins. She is also described as sitting on seven mountains Revelation 17:9 And here is a mind which hath wisdom The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth Mountains the Greek word is a rising as lifting itself above the plain a hill a mount It sits upon many waters it sits upon a beast and it sits upon seven hills Rome the capital of Italy, situated in the west central part of the country on the Tiber River, about 16 miles inland, according to tradition. The ancient city was founded by Romulus, after whom it was named in 753 BC on the Palatine Hill. As it grew, it spread to the other six hills of Rome, I know of no other place that describes seven hills. <laughs> if you have ever gone to Rome, you will hear somebody talk about the seven hills of Rome. I know of no other place. Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins. The beasts will have a false prophet that tells the world to submit and worship Him. The Holy Roman Empire under Pope Leo anointed Charlemagne. Will the last Pope anoint the Antichrist? Will they build an image to him? A statue? Call him a saint? That you can pray to? Will this be the false prophet of Revelations that tells the world to bow down to the Antichrist? Revelations thirteen eleven talks about him. And I beheld another beast coming out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, but spake like a dragon. The last pope, according to the Jesuits, is going to be evil. Revelations 18.4. Come out of her, my people. Ephesians 2 and 2. Wherein, in times past, she walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, that that the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. 1 John 4.3. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is in our world. I think it's easy to forget what our enemy looks like and how much he is in our world influencing the world around us, and beguiling. And this is what I'd like you to remember from this series. The nations are represented as beasts, along with their ruler. Do you want to give more power to your beast, your government? Number two, the Antichrist will come out of a ten-horned beast the feet of iron and clay. It will not come out of an eagle. Number three, he will seek to rule the world under his law, his government. Means more government, globalism, and it's here. It's started. World Bank, World Trade, World Health, Education, Food and Police, they're going to get a hold of He is gifted. He's a gifted orator. He is a great talker full of flattery and subtleness. He does not regard any God, but desires to be worshipped as God. He wants you to worship this ruler and his government, to look to them for everything and not look to God. Sits as God in the temple. Number six, after he has said peace and safety, he will seek to harm the Jewish state and those who resist him, controlling their speech, silencing them. Number seven, he will control your money, sanctioning you, saying you can't buy or sell unless you get the mark, 666. If he can do it to countries and he gets control of banks, he's going to be able to do it to individuals. He will not regard the desire of women. He will be like Pharaoh and Herod, killing babies. I believe supporting abortion. Satan is subtle. Remember 1 John 2, 18 and 19. Little children, it is the last time. And as I have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. I know it's God's intentions to save us all. But we need to look to God and to his word and not to our world and government. And that's it. I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope this has been a blessing to you. If I get an opportunity to teach one more lesson, I'll talk to you about the seven trumpets and seven vials and seven seals. God bless.